probably ought to mention again, because this is maybe the biggest story in America, uh, a phrase that I use regularly and apply to all kinds of things, but this might actually be, the annual deaths from alcohol, drugs, and suicide hit a record high in the most recent numbers, and it's the rate, not the, the, not the, the actual total number, so it's not just about population growth. We're killing ourselves through whatever kind of suicide or suicide through drugs and alcohol uh, slowly more than we ever have yeah, since they've been keeping track of numbers and there's no reason to think it's ever been this high. It, it's utterly clear that something awful is going on. It's 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 wild to see a culture dying. Well, literally people are dying, but seeing a culture increasingly sick. It's and try and becoming aware of it and trying to diagnose itself and, and doing a fairly poor job so far, I think. Yeah, and one thing the media does, uh, it's, it's, it's a common thing to do. It's a good, I don't know, shortcut in a short article or a short broadcast to regularly mention wh- where's the growth the highest. Well, okay, so they're talking about the the it is grown the most among white rural men, but it's up among everybody. So to me, the fact that, you know, it's up among everybody, you, you got to take a broader look because then they immediately go to the, well, it's, you know, the jobs that have disappeared in the coal mine and all this different sort of stuff. But it's up among everybody. Mm-hmm. It's among teens in urban areas that don't have a job because they don't need a job. I mean, so it's up among everybody. Right. Adolescent girls, horrific numbers. Horrific. Yeah. There's something wow. cultural going on. I think to blame it on a particular economic thing is is we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna miss out on what the problem is. Right, right. You know that might be an ingredient in the stew, but I don't think it's the main ingredient. Not it's, if it's going up among everyone. Right, right. Clearly, yeah. It's it's it's. And your story that you had uh, the that's out there about how NBA players are more unha- young NBA players are more unhappy than they've ever been, according to the people that have been around the league for a long time many nba teams now have mental health specialists because the young men are so unhappy and isolated and they don't know each other they don't bond with each other they're hiding behind their headphones and they're also you know they from the youngest age certainly in college there's been a spotlight on them everybody's got a, a, a smartphone taking videotape of them they're afraid of social media even as they engage in it and I don't know, you just people people aren't it's it's disconnectedness. We were talking about this earlier. People just they have the fake connectedness of uh social media, of the internet, but they don't have the real connectedness of being in a room with, with people. We have a clip of Adam And and I might suggest when they are in a room with people, they're staring at their social media. Absolutely. We have a clip of Adam Silver of the NBA talking the the NBA commissioner talking about this. I think there's a few issues going on. One is a, is a larger societal issue, and I know you have a lot of young people who work for you at the yep. Ringer. Obviously, our, our players are young. We have young people in our office. I, I mean, I think we live a bit in the age of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's I've read studies on this. I think part of it is a direct product of social media. Yes. Um, I, and, and I think those players we're talking about, when I meet with them, what strikes me is that they are truly unhappy. Yeah. This is not some, like, you know, show they're putting on for the media. When you get, you know, when you have relations with a lot of players, when I'm one-on-one with a lot of these guys, you know, I think to the outside world, they see the fame, the money, all the trappings that go with it. They're the best in the world at what they do. 
you know, they, they say, how is it possible? Like, they could even be complaining. And I, you, I hear this on television all the time. A lot of these young men are genuinely unhappy. I mean, some have come from very difficult circumstances. That doesn't help. Right. Some of them are amazingly isolated. And you and I have talked about this. That This goes back to Jordan in the 90s. Right. It's not even the camaraderie that they were accustomed to. I mean, you saw some of the, um, the trailer. Or some, some okay, part- I think. But so... You know, and I'm not concerned about talented young millionaires, though. They At least they have an opportunity to figure it out and hire help and all that sort of stuff. But the way it fits in with the rest of society, to me, it eliminates the, it's because coal mining has gone away in, in Virginia. Right. It's why the suicide rate is all, all across the country. There's, there's, there's something else. Well, and I would say, if you're saying, I don't care about NBA millionaires, you're missing the point completely. The canary in the coal mine is dead. The cat is dead. The miners are dead. And then the elephant has died. The elephant in the coal mine is the NBA players. If they're miserable and isolated and unfulfilled, that's the point. Yeah. Then, then what? The, what hope do the rest of us have? Yeah. Well, I think, I think under recognizing it. And saying, I am not fulfilled, I'm unhappy, I'm constantly connected, and I feel disconnected. I think that's an important you know, moment for people. God dang it. I Again, I hope it's a cultural thing and not a chemical thing of some sort that's in, I don't know, fired retardant bedsheets or cell phone waves or something. Right. Both, both of my kids are way more anxious than me and my brothers ever were. They don't have any social media contact whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't even headed down that road yet. Right, right. And that's so where's that coming from? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, that's you know, why the world is uh, complicated. It might be everything I was just talking about, and we'd all be okay or better off if we did not have some sort of anxiety-inducing chemical everywhere around us. You know? It's like epigenetics. Your, your genes have a tendency towards something, but it won't affect you unless it's triggered by something. You know, maybe we've got all these anxiety... Well, I I guess I made the point. We've been made more anxious and rigid by some environmental factor, and then you got the oncoming of social media, and we're defenseless, just as as a species. I don't think you can argue that there is something crazy going on, in, and it's not just the United States. It's absolutely not just the U.S. Virtually every Western society... Is is dealing with this in some measure? Some of it's affluence, I think. I think you reach a point of affluence where people just aren't happy anymore. There's just stuff ain't doing it, stuff ain't doing it, and I got no threats. And well, right. There's study after study after study shows that you have to be the way people are happy in their work is if they feel like they're making a difference and they feel like they have a purpose. It's not how much money they're making, and it's the same for life. Do you feel like you're living a life of purpose or not? That's a big that's virtually everything. And connectedness matters, too. It really matters. For the umpteenth time, read Tribe by uh, the fabulous Sebastian Younger. I wonder how much of the little moments of connectedness going away add up to something. I mean, tiny ones. Just like I always, when I get on the elevator with a couple of people, we all whip out our phones. Maybe the 15 seconds of, how's it going? And to Monday, that used to happen. That doesn't happen now because we're all looking at our phones. Maybe yeah. that added up to something. I think all it might be tiny, as necessary as oxygen. Maybe just the eye contact you made at the coffee shop with the dude over there waiting in line, even if you didn't say anything, 
added up to something that we don't get because I'm looking at my phone. Making eye contact with people. <laughs> yeah, then you got to fight them. <laughs> Send a shiver down <laughs> my spine. So, <laughs> Give me back to my apartment. What if they want to talk to me? Yeah. Uh, Sean is correct, though. Um, when I go into an elevator, if there's a young person with a cell phone, they will not uh, look at you. They no. will look down immediately at that phone. Yeah, or, or yeah, or up to a middle-aged person. All right, here's a quiz question for you. It's Jack can answer because he's in the room. Uh, you can answer wherever you are. I'm over here. If you see, like, one of your kids with their friends, and they're all staring at their cell phones, they're together, but they're staring at their phones, or you're at a family gathering, for instance, and... In particular, the younger people aren't engaged with grandma and grandpa and their aunts and uncles, and they're not engaged in, with their little cousins. Is your reaction mild annoyance, or is it heartbreaking? Oh, it's, it makes me sick. Okay. I, I would suggest that most people have that reaction. That's that's not... It hurts my heart. That's not... Right, exactly. It is heartbreaking. It's sickening. I don't think you have arrived at being sickened intellectually. I think you know as a beast you're witnessing something awful. Sound like exaggeration to you? I don't know. Maybe it is. But I think you as an animal see something terrible and threatening. You can't. And your reaction, you're reacting to that. You can't, like, accurately measure connectivity with other human beings. It'd be nice if you could. If you could, like, take out a little bit of blood and say, oh, you're, you're at an 82. You really need to be up around a 95 to be happy. Boy, that would be handy. Uh, it would be handy. But so I wonder, like... 41, I've never seen this before. Groups... <laughs> you must be a hostile bastard. Groups, well, don't you? groups of young people hanging out together. I wonder if hanging out together, if they get much juice out of that in terms of connectedness between people since they're all looking at their phones. Maybe they hardly get any. Since they're hardly looking at each other. Again, if your measurement came in, maybe you ought to start a company that claims to be able to measure that connectedness. Perfect. Connect, connect, call it Theranos. <laughs> and, uh, and raise hundreds of millions of dollars. I can get you one of those tactile, uh, those turtleneck things that the, all the, the hipsters wear. Yeah, exactly. For your TED Talks. I don't know, but we're, we're, we're killing ourselves, and it's, it's a weird thing. And this should be, we should be throwing tons of money at this. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. And conversation and TED Talks and whatever else needs to happen. (laughs) That was hilarious. And as strange as it is, the NBA commissioner on a giant stage addressing it and talking about that's that's a a movement in the right direction. Oh, that should shock people. So that eliminates so many of the things you would think are the problem. So uh, I have called out uh, fake uh, racial uh, attack hoaxes. I call out fake bigotry all the time. This is a problem. Self-driving cars hit black people more than white people. Really? What? Racist, racist automobiles. I would suggest to my brothers and sisters, keep a weather eye out for artificial cars or self-driving cars till we come back from the commercials. I'm, uh, I got a word to the wise for you. I always knew there was something up with Herbie. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Be happy. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hold on. 
labor man said, son, now can you sing a little bit more clear? Said you both might beat the country. Caitlin Ohashi. I couldn't have told you what that name was, but that was that UCLA gymnast. They got the perfect 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. She she did it again on Sunday. Got another perfect 10, which practically never happens. Yeah. And she uh, do the thing where she launches herself into the atmosphere and flips a bunch of times and and lands in the splits. And then lands in the splits. Boy, it's not score inflation either. She's miraculous. Oh, yeah. And Magic Johnson, the basketball legend, tweeted out the video, and so it's gotten a heck of a lot of attention that she did it again. He said, this is a must-see TV. It is. It's amazing. I'm not into gymnastics at all. Yeah. But you watch that, and you think, holy crap. Yeah. And I hate to return to our previous theme, but you remember her career has been plagued with people fat-shaming her, saying she's too thick. On the interwebs, which just, I think that may be the perfect illustration of how evil social media is. Is there a chance that we're drinking, drugging, and killing ourselves because we found out how awful human beings are? The internet allowed us to find out how awful human beings are. We would have never guessed that there were this many bad people, either child molesters or people who are willing to say something mean about your two-year-old. Yeah, people who just live to hurt. Um, I think we were better off illusioned. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, got a, there's one follow up. I should have mentioned this. I mention it every time we have this conversation, but didn't we got this text? Hmm, says this texter with eight M's. <laughs> I wonder what has changed about our culture. How about our disregard of God? The devil's number one tool is fear slash anxiety. There are a lot of, a lot of your religious crowd believes, yeah, well, that this is what happens to cultures where, uh, you know, service to, uh, something higher than yourself goes away. Yeah. The Bible! Well, some people's life of purpose is to point out how bad other people are. It's the whole social justice warrior thing. <laughs> and it feels fulfilling. I have this story in front of me. I will get to it eventually. But there's this guy. He's been, like, leading the charge of social justice warriors in the incredibly social justice warrior-y world of young adult literature. Where, for whatever reason, the uh, the literati in that world are just... Woke AF. Oh, really? Yeah. I gotta watch out for I, that. I, I was totally unaware of it, but it turns out, yeah, it's like, it's like the, the, the hot center of the volcano of woke. Wow, I gotta keep my eye on that because my son's just starting to graduate into that whole world of reading. Right. So, dude was like the ringleader of this self appointed body of, of guardians of wokeness in this world. And he wrote a book for that market. And was absolutely eaten by the cannibals that he had been whipping up for years. He's a gay black guy. He wrote story, a story about uh, a gay black guy and is obviously gay lover. Um, if you're a gay guy and you have a, a heterosexual, I mean, what's even going on? You're doing but, it wrong. Well, right. Um, but they were soldiers in the Kosovo thing or whatever. And there's one bad guy in the novel that's a Muslim. And so the woke AF crowd there have gone crazy and forced the like withdrawal of the book. And they go through several like really good award winning books that they've had to just yank because the woke crowd has got some gripe with them. And so now to my delight and amusement, they are turning on each other and eating each other as predicted by me. And I love it. On the other hand, this, this is real. Mark this said Joe's delighted by cannibalism. <laughs> Well, uh-huh. I'm, I'm obviously, if you've ever listened to the show, you know I'm fascinated <laughs> by the concept. Um, and, and perhaps uh, just slightly tempted. If you're a person with dark skin, you may be more likely than your white friends to get hit by a self-driving car. 
according to a new study out of the Georgia Institute of Technology. Now, is that just plain of being seen in the dark thing? It's racism. No, it's because automated vehicles may be better at detecting pedestrians with lighter skin tone. It's uh, because they're racist. Exactly. Um, uh, no, but it's it's just um, a question of being able to see. To to you know, you're reflecting light. That's what that's what seeing is. And I'd imagine if you're using a sonar, it's the same. But a lot of these, um, a lot of the software has to right. do with you know seeing things. It's probably the wrong term for you know a camera or a series of cameras, but that's what they're doing. Um, detection was five percent less accurate on average for the dark skin group. It's not a lot. Uh, do they say but, anything? So then, does that mean it, when even the variables time of day or occasionally obstructed view of pedestrians doesn't matter? It's five percent. So when when self driving cars become more common, are we all better off wearing brightly covered colored clothes or some sort of reflective something or other so we don't get run over by the? You know, I'll bet they've figured this out. Um, I hope they do. By the time, uh, you know, we got self-driving cars driving all over the place. If you see Jack walking around in a suit made of tinfoil, you yeah, know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, crisis at the border, Homeland Security with more stats this morning. Major study on the health effects of vaccinations. And mo- the most over-the-top segment of the R. Kelly CBS interview coming up. Wow, that's saying something because it was pretty over-the-top beginning to end. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Shaquille O'Neal has a new rap album out. Just came out. Hey, Kobe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if you know the rest of that line, sing it to yourself. If you don't, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, his first album, he points out to a reviewer, his first album, he said, a lot of people don't know this, but my first album, Shaq Diesel, 20 mm-hmm. years ago, which I bought, went platinum. Wow. Wow. Which means you yeah. sold a million copies. Shaquille so O'Neal. Laugh all you want. I also bought his second album, Shaq Fu, The Return. Uh-huh. I don't know if that one went platinum or not, but I owned both of those albums when I was young. Wow. There you go. Let's and to... what is your appraisal of his uh, skills in general? He's a very clever guy. He's changed his style completely, so what you thought of his skills before don't matter. I'd oh. say he's a top four athlete rapper. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. His style, he says the form, hey, blah, blah, blah. He explained that he has made a shift to bass and trap music. Oh, yeah. Clearly. So it's a completely different style than he's done in the past. Yeah, you uh, you play your four string and then you like uh, put a squirrel in a box and then skin it. And you play a little more bass and then you go get a beaver. Bass and trap. That's right. It's a sub 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 genre. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen is defending President Trump's border policies. During a House hearing, Nielsen warned that illegal immigration is spiraling out of control. The agency is now on track to apprehend more migrants crossing illegally in the first six months of this fiscal year than the entirety of FY17. She said there's a true emergency at the U.S.-Mexican border. Nielsen argued that human smugglers and traffickers have prompted a chain of miseries among migrants who are trying to get into the U.S., now, but but the, the border crossings are actually down. This is a fake crisis. No, I not so much. They've I, skyrocketed. I don't understand why the White House didn't do a better job of pushing back yeah. against those claims since they had these internal numbers. 
I think their whole uh, communications office is a little funky. Or, you know, getting back to the old Trump's playing three-dimensional chess idea. Somebody texted this. Did they want the whole open border crowd, you know, this isn't a crisis crowd, to just get to just oh. go go as big as you want? Stick their neck way out. Then we're going to drop right. the hammer at some point. with the On numbers. their neck. Yeah, Border Patrol officials telling reporters yesterday the system, quote, is well beyond capacity and remains at the breaking point. More than 76,000 migrants crossed the Mexican border last month, more than double the number from the same period last year. And most are families coming in increasingly large groups, coming from Central America. North Korea appears to be rebuilding a rocket test site in Uh images taken by satellites. Two respected North Korea monitoring websites say they have observed activity at the satellite launch facility, which had been dormant since last August. The website... uh, 38 North says efforts to rebuild the state's launch pad and missile engine test stand may have started before the Hanoi summit between North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and President Trump. I'll tell you what, if little fathead fires off a rocket or tests another bomb, Trump's in a rough spot then. Yeah. Because yeah. that's just a that's just an FU, isn't it? Do you think little fathead's just using his uh, dad and grandpa's playbook? He's just got a different style. Just delay, delay, delay. Reel them in, cooperate. Hey, I want peace as much as you do. And then shove them backwards and reel them in. Meanwhile, the clock keeps ticking. Probably. That would make the most sense. But then how does Trump react to a thumb in the eye? I mean, that would be a real diss. As in completely disrespectful. I don't care about the process at all. Right. Yeah. I... And and our entire relationship was fake. Yeah. Um, I think he would probably press for just truly horrendous sanctions. Uh, I don't know that you have any other you know, there, real option. There's a story in the New York Times over the weekend I thought was pretty interesting. The reason McMaster left, he and um, uh, Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, the Secretary of Defense, got into it. Because Mattis, or uh, Master. McMaster? Yeah. McMaster wanted the uh, Defense Department to intercept ships going into North Korea and enforce the the, the sanctions oh. that they've been getting around with the help of China and all kinds of different people. Mm-hmm. And Mattis thought that was too provocative. And they just couldn't. I mean, they got into a yelling match. According to the New York Times, I could believe this, though. Um, they got into a, a yelling match about that and then, then just really couldn't work together after that. Huh. Because you either enforce them or you don't. Yeah. And I wonder if we'd take that next step to enforcing them. A naval blockade? Yeah, that is provocative. Especially if their number one trading partner is, and it is, China. You're going to start boarding Chinese vessels? Mm. Well, China China. China claims they're on board. They're lying! Well, Meanwhile, a major news study from Denmark has found no link between the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine, the MMR vaccine, and any increased risk of autism, even in children who are at higher risk for the disorder because they have a sibling who has it. The study involved more than 650,000 children. They found those who got the MMR vaccine were actually 7% less likely to develop autism than children who didn't get vaccinated. Just my opinion, I will not respond to your emails or texts, but we have something going on. There is something going on. Probably environmental. 
with autism and anxiousness and depression and all this stuff. But it ain't the vaccines. That's just my opinion based on a lot. I mean, I didn't come up with this on my own. I just right. take the overwhelming research that shows this to be yeah. true. Uh, but there is something out there. You're just picking the wrong target. Barking up the wrong tree. The R. Kelly interview. Kelly denying allegations against him of sexually abusing underage girls in an explosive interview on CBS. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I gave y'all 30 years of my life. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, that was during an interview? Yes. Yikes. Kelly had several outbursts when he sat down for that interview with CBS. Kelly's saying he would have to be stupid to hold girls against their will with a history of accusations against him. Agreed. Kelly, yes, stupid said, and evil. Kelly said the accusation started from a previous court trial where he was acquitted. He went on to blame the parents of the girls in social media for all of the charges against him. Why would I hold all these women? Their mothers and fathers told me. We're going to destroy your career. There you go. Oh, I, you know, I don't know enough about him and his career. He's crazy. The ac- I, you know, I've read a fair amount about the accusations and everything, but A, Robert, uh, prisons are full of stupid people who make terrible decisions. Um, but he's a good actor if he's acting. Or he's, or he's just completely unhinged. Hey, if you're bothered by this sort of talk... Turn down your radio, because we've never really stated some of the things he's done, just in case you don't ever read these stories. He held children against their will, forced them to have sex with them, then urinated on them, among other things. That's who he is. Pleasant fellow. Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Cheery wit and newscast. That's who R. Kelly is. That guy standing there screaming his nonsense at Gail King. Well, it's accusation after accusation after accusation, right? Victim after victim. For years. Yeah. Well, and there's a video of him doing that with some gal. How do you get acquitted on that one? It was too blurry. It was too blurry to... They couldn't make out who it was. Oh. Even though millions of people around the world watched it and said it's R. Kelly. Yeah, but, you know, you got to get... Beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. Oh, little Shaquille Diesel right here. Yeah. Is this from his platinum album, Shaq Diesel? It is. This is the the hit. I'm outstanding. Okay, but this isn't his bass. Doesn't lack for confidence. This isn't his bass and trap music. Though, no. His new genre that he's into. No, okay. is not something you see a lot of in the hip hop game. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. My Greta Van Fleet, my new favorite band of all time. I like that. It is my favorite album, and I don't know, 10 years, maybe longer. Really? Oh, it's freaking fantastic. Wow. Right, I'll have to download it. The Flower Moon, is that the name of the song? I I listened to that song like 10 times yesterday. They're unbelievable. Brothers, three brothers and another guy. Really? Yeah. Oh. From a small town in Michigan. Who, for oh, some reason, nice. decided, let's sound exactly like another band that used to sound, but be really, really good at it. Come up with our own songs. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. I'm familiar with uh, musicians that find their voice, though. You know, they start off a little derivative, but then they figure out who they are. It's, it's cool. Um, Facebook games. I gotta some... sing more like that in my band. Ah! 
you know, more of that sort of thing. Faceback getting another backlash, but they got to be tired of the backlashes, huh? What? How do we shut down? If the Old Testament God was around, he'd smite Facebook today. The Bible! It's, it's me announcing what God would do. Some might find that objectionable. <laughs> so, uh, Facebook uh, came up with this two-factor authentication. Authentific- Is that the right word? Authentication? There you go. There's so many words. I get, you know, I, I get extra syllables. Of words. I get extra syllables and letters. I don't need them all. Um, the two-factor authenticating it's your account, which we've right. all done with a whole bunch of different stuff, right? Sure. So you sign on to your bank account, and then they send you a little PIN number, and then you put it in and stuff so that they know it's you. And well, Facebook I like the security just... question. You know, what was your first pet? Or what street did you live on? You write, you know, I lived on Indian Drive. But is that DR period or just DR? Right. And I, so I pull it three in. times and it kicks you out. And it says, <laughs> your answer is incorrect. And I say, no, you SOB. I did live on that street. Lived there for years. Whether or not I capitalized it last time or put LN or Lane, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> you SOB. My bedroom was up the stairs and to the left. I remember it very well. <laughs> um... But anyway, so Facebook decided to go with it because for more security, they claimed. Mm-hmm. But their deal, it turns out, was just a chance to send you a text so that they then have your phone number and oh. then they were giving that to people or oh. using it. Er, McGurd. And uh, there's getting getting quite the backlash. Yeah. D- do not. Try, I'm not on Facebook. I certainly, I sure as heck wouldn't get on it now. I've never been on But. Dang, these companies are just about getting your information and selling it to people. Yeah. That's what they do. Man, I'm picturing That's what Mark, their business is. I'm picturing Mark Zuckerberg on the dolly, completely restrained, Hannibal Lecter mask on his face. He's that dangerous. He needs to be kept from humanity. I've suggested he's the Antichrist. Uh, theologians, uh, some disagree on that point. But I'm telling you. Oh, hey. But they keep doing it. That's what's amazing to me. You're under the microscope. Everybody's caught on to you. You're not just sharing photos with grandma. We all caught on. Yet you still do it. You just don't care. Or you think you're smarter than us. I think Zuckerberg thinks he's smarter than everybody. Where to get that idea? Fool everybody. (laughs) Well, he is smarter than than most people. And uh, most people don't care. Well, we've caught on to your views. You have? You have. That's true. The backlash is among the tiny percentage of people that care that your phone number was given out. Right. Most you people gotta, say, I don't care. You got to care and be aware. What? Why'd you decide to rhyme that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, and that's, a, that's a, you know, the Venn diagram with the little circles that overlap. It's just not a big enough overlap to matter. And, and people like me will die off. And then everybody will be okay with just all your information's out there all the time. I don't do anything wrong. I live in an apartment with my cat. I have no uh, wife and kids or husband or anything to worry about, so whatever. I heard a guy from an insurance company. um, They were talking about the technology that's coming to cars where, you know, he puts it as a real positive. You know, we have technology now that will be able, we just install it in your car, and it will ensure that you get the lowest possible rate for the way you drive. It'll get you the best possible deal, meaning they'll monitor how you drive, and if you ever go two miles per hour over the speed limit, they'll jack up your rates. Um, I'm going to have to quit driving. But uh, he did say, 
I believe your data, because somebody said, well, people are going to be concerned. You're going to sell the data about where people go and stuff like that. He said, no, I believe that your data is a fundamental human right, that it's yours. I don't know. We're not going to sell it. We're not going to give it away. No, no, that's we wouldn't go there. And he stated it like a, a firm moral principle. Well, yeah, in Europe's caught on to that and made it a law. It is your information. It belongs to you. If you want to give it to other people, you can, but they don't. It is not theirs. But that's not the way it works in America for now. And if Google is the biggest lobbyist in America, is that mm-hmm. right? Right. The biggest lobbyist in all America. It ain't going to change anytime soon. Right. And remember, Facebook is an 800-pound gorilla, but Google's King Kong. Oh, yeah. In Pick- terms of all this stuff we talk about. They just don't have a, a, as public face as old uh, Berserkerberg. Smart enough. I still don't. I can't name the guy who runs Google off the top of my head. I always forget it. I certainly I can't. I read it all the time and I certainly it. can't picture him. It's partly that he's an Indian fellow, and so his name is a little more difficult for Anglo types to, to remember. But, but he's keeping a little profile Sundar on purpose. Pichai. The bottom range of the estimates for how much King Kong actually weighs is like 20 tons, so that's quite yeah. a bit more yeah. than the 800-pound gorilla. Yeah, yeah. He varies a lot in size from movie to movie. Yeah, it's 20 <laughs> to 60 yes. tons is kind of... That's quite a range. Yes. <laughs> well, he tends to... Uh, Tends to lose uh, weight for the summertime. Well, it's like those guys. beach body together. I used to, one of my favorite memories, I should watch these with my kid, because one of my favorite memories is watching like Godzilla movies with my dad late at night in the dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, Creature and, features. And, 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 yeah. yeah, creature features. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of thought they were real. Like, I knew they weren't, but kind of, I mean, it's like, kind of like watching a, a documentary or something. Um, but sometimes Godzilla would be able to crush all the tall buildings, and sometimes he'd just be as tall as a tall building. Mm. Which is a very, very different. So it'd be a fair fight. <laughs> yeah, Perhaps really. is that Godzuki, same, his kid? In the same movie, it'd go back and forth, though. Oh. It just there's King no cons- Kong. There was no consistency. I just saw once again. Gojira is one of the great. Oh, uh, Gojira, yes. Uh, monster, one of the great horror movies of all time. I guess. I, I don't think I, I, I have, don't is that I, Mothra with Mothra, the giant Mothra. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just said that. But that's the original Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Right. What was it called? Gojira. Gojira. And I like the overdubbed, scared Japanese people. About the, uh, it was always good. The voices didn't match their faces and bodies at all. Leave, leave, leave. <laughs> Run for your lives. Gojira comes. Yeah, exactly. Gojira, that, Gojira. Exactly. That sort of thing. Yeah. Final thoughts <laughs> with our friend Gary. <laughs> I, I wonder when that'll stop making me laugh. Dude, you've got to send us more. <laughs> I don't even know more of what. <laughs> Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from uh, everybody uh, on the club. Hey, what do you think? Wouldn't that be fun? Hey, uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? All right, McDonald's Big Mac sauce, Taco Bell hot sauce, soy sauce from Chinese takeout. Which sauce packet would you like to save your life with? Mm. Let us know at Armstrong and Getty. So- soy sauce, beautiful. Hey, uh, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, check out armstrongandgetty.com. That is the only place where you can watch me watching the new Game of Thrones trailer. I don't know why you'd want to miss that. <laughs> Marsha Phillips, your final thought. I have a helpful hint for everyone. Daylight saving time begins this Sunday. Plan accordingly. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I love it when the days get longer. Jack, your final thought? We have the highest rate of suicide, dying from drugs or alcohol, maybe ever. It's possible ever in human history. Who knows? It's the highest since they've been keeping numbers in the United States right now. What the heck is going on with that? That should be our highest priority to figure that out. Yeah, incredibly important. My final thought is I have three things I need to do. None of them are difficult, but I can't motivate myself to do them. 
Is there anyone in the audience who owns a taser? I want you to stand next to me, and if the sun sets today and I haven't accomplished at least two of them, I want you to tase me. Maybe hypnosis? I want you to drop me to the ground twitching and drooling and grunting. It's the only way to fix this. Can you put them off? Well, yes. Well, then, you know, that makes it hard. Well, that's why I, I need to be do, tased. I generally do things when I can't put them off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is terrible. Do tase me, bro. That's what I'm saying. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. As previously urged, sign the petition to get rid of that professor who wants to kill cops. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. All the clicks we mentioned, they are there, armstrongandgetty.com. The great thing about the news factory is they make more news every single day, and they'll crank some out for tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I mean, I think we live a bit in the age of anxiety. Armstrong and Getty.